Welcome to the Glow Up Gals podcast, where we bring you inspiring stories of success after setbacks and healing after heartbreak to encourage you to live your passion. We are your hosts, Jess and Kara, two single moms who had their asses kicked by life, but are emerging from their struggles in major ways. We are here to build community and provide a platform for others' voices to be heard. Because when you glow together, you grow together. Hello, hello, glow getters. What is up? It's Kara, your host here with Jess. We're back for another episode. We have someone to interview today. Um, we are going to be introducing to Ayeen Bernos, who um, I found a really interesting TikTok story of hers about going through a breakup and then starting her own company. She's only, how old is she now, Jess? In her 20s? I don't know. She was like a baby. I think she was like 24 or 25. She was pretty young. Yeah. So like the breakup she went through was when she was 22. And now I think she's like 25 or so, but she has done a lot with um, her business that we're going to learn about. And um, it's just crazy how she's so young and she has done so much already. So that's kind of what we're interviewing her about. Like, how do you, how are you motivated to do all of that when I was like, clubbing at 26 and like eating chicken nuggets for two weeks straight for dinner (laughs) oh my gosh no yeah I mean she's definitely intrinsically motivated but she's got like this really like fun playful energy about her too she's just really Mm -hmm. (laughs) a sweet girl so yeah and she lives all the way in the Philippines so this is like I think when we interviewed her it was morning for her and it was evening where I was so it was pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, so we're going to hear all about that glow up story. Um, it is the week of January 18th. It's inauguration week, which is crazy for me because I live so close to DC. I got a text alert on my phone the other day that said, first I got an alert that said whenever Trump had declared DC, like in a, state of emergency or whatever it was. And then I got a second alert the other day that Governor Hogan has now set a state of emergency for all of Maryland. So the entire state, because of this inauguration, Lord knows what is going to happen. There's like, what, 25,000 troops that are in D.C. Um, Some of my friends who live in D.C. have like, it looks like a ghost town. Um, it looks like a ghost town. It's just crazy. There's like nothing happening, nothing going on. There's troops everywhere. So like, who knows what's going to actually happen if this is just all for, um, like precaution or if they're like worried that something is going to happen. I don't know, but I'm going to try and lay low. And if anything, maybe I'll get to work from home for a couple <laughs> days or weeks. We'll see what how it all shakes out. Maybe we'll all be stuck at home. At this point, at this point, like nothing surprises me. Like if nothing happens, I almost won't be surprised. I'll be like disappointed if something happens or crazy shit happens. Like some really crazy shit could happen at this point, And I probably wouldn't even be surprised. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think 2020 has scarred us and now we're just like, we're like, you know, 
what's next just are are the aliens coming yet like well we're ready <laughs> let's oh yeah go. the aliens are already here i guys. know and they're due they're due they're on stage left so <laughs> well yeah and then i'm sure there'll be like some volcanoes erupting or something else but yeah not gonna be surprised i also heard that they had like that they were pulling like prison guards from like all the federal prisons to go to dc like as well which like oh really is kind of creepy and weird and doesn't it is oh lord i don't know it's crazy i just want to have some good times i want to enjoy life i want to be able to travel again um well, you're, well mean, you're all vaxxed up. You can go wherever the fuck you want. I'm not asking for a lot here. I am. I had my second dose of the vaccine last week, and I had a fever for, like, a day, and now I feel better. Um, so, and I got super tired and just felt, like, crazy for a couple days, but now I'm all... I do feel a little bit safer, like, already, like, when I go to the store and stuff. Like, I'm obviously not going around, like, licking door handles or anything, but I feel, like, a little bit, a little bit less paranoid than I usually do. Yeah. Good for you. That's great. (laughs) So, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm glad that all of the elderly people that I work with got to get it we vaccinated like 1400 people in one day um, staff and like residents who live there so if it helps them and our numbers go down or stay relatively non-existent then i guess it's a win so we'll see i'm just wondering if 2021 is gonna be oh yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, the vaccine was a really hard sell because it was like, so get this vaccine. We're encouraging everyone to get it, but literally nothing's going to change once you do. <laughs> like, you still have to socially distance. You still have to wear your mask. Our visitors still have to get bring in a negative COVID test to see, like, their loved ones if they're in long-term care because it's, like, mandated by the state. And I think the state... Um, is like not caught up to the state regulations aren't caught up to vaccination yet. So even if we report, look, we vaccinated almost everyone, we still have to like ask the health department in the state if we can ease any type of restrictions. And I think they're waiting until like more of the general public gets it. Or I don't even know if they have a plan to like ease stuff yet. So yeah, so basically a lot of us are vaccinated now, but we still have to do all the same things. Gotcha. Damn. Highly incentivizing. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay. They're like, but you get a sticker, and for the second round, you get a pin that's you Ooh. can keep forever. I was oh. like, big cool, cool. Big things there. Yeah. Very, very yeah. incentivizing. So but yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Let us, let us know your predictions, guys. Yeah. What are your predictions for 2021? <laughs> Lord only knows. Lord only knows. It's only January. It's only been three weeks. Oh, man. That's all right, guys. We got this. We got this. Okay, low getters. Here we are. The start of a fresh episode. I'm your host, Kara, here with Jess. And today, 
Our special guest is Ayin Bernos, and I'm very excited about this episode because as I've been doing, I found her on TikTok, and there's so many interesting, <laughs> fun stories that people are sharing there, and I was really inspired by her because um, she's like just complete entrepreneur woman, like started her own brand and her own podcast, and um it's a really cool story how things have seemed to snowball for her. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Kara. Thank you just for having me here. I'm so happy to be here all the way from Manila too. I know it's 9am where she is and it's 8pm where, where we are. So we're really (laughs) in different time zones here. I love that podcasting can bring us together like this well and I just have to ask like the question like what's is it like COVID crazy over there are people like living a normal life like I'm just so curious that's actually it's actually weird because we never really stopped having the lockdown but I guess people have slowly accepted that this is our life now and we need to uh, do something about it um yeah Life is normal with masks. Welcome yeah. to 2021. <laughs> Anything could happen in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of excited. I haven't explored your TikTok. So you are just kind of inspiring people to embrace their confidence, which is beautiful. So I, I kind of just like love to hear like how – I mean, obviously you have to be a confident person to – share stories on TikTok like that. I just haven't really had that kind of vulnerability yet. What, like, what inspired you to use that? Like, what, are you just telling your story about your career and your life? Like, I want to know. So I I actually just started my TikTok middle of Dece- December. So it hasn't been that long at all. And one of the videos that blew up was the video that Kara saw. Oh, the one with my um, breakup glow up story. But I've been talking about, I guess, confidence and self-love for a bit now, like a couple of years. And mostly it's because of uh, my brand, which is Morena the Label. And um, it's all about celebrating Morena skin, which is brown skin. In the Philippines, for some reason, we don't like being tan, which is, I know, weird for you guys because... I guess everyone wants to be tan elsewhere, <laughs> but that's true, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Everyone wants to be something they're not or something like that. So, uh, the whole point of my YouTube channel, my brand, is to celebrate who you are, and that's what I have also been posting about on TikTok. And then one day, I just decided to, uh, I guess, post about that breakup story. But of course, that's what people resonated with the most, <laughs> and. Yeah, that's, I guess that's how um, it kind of grew. Okay, so tell us more about your brand. That's so interesting. I love that message of like. Yeah, uh, when I was growing up, um, I was bullied. Weirdly enough, I was bullied enough for being dark skinned because I was a competitive swimmer and I, I grew up swimming under the sun like four hours a day so I I was extra dark and I would be called names etc and that really took a toll on my confidence and I really thought you know by default I wasn't pretty I wasn't good enough the usual stuff but also 
puberty <laughs> puberty and having to deal with that was quite difficult uh, but I guess uh, growing into my own self and after a while of really working on on myself I I learned to embrace it and I want others to embrace it as well embrace it as well so I started a clothing brand called Morena the label and we sell statement tees just celebrating our skin color. So we have sassy statement tees just talking about, um, for example, we have a shirt that says, I like my tan tita. And tita in Tagalog, in Filipino, means auntie or like my aunt. Because usually when you walk into family gatherings, it is again. So um, it's like a passive aggressive way of telling people to, you know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So that's what I'm all about. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So where do you promote that? Like, do you have your own website? Are you like an Etsy? Do you design all that stuff yourself or? Yeah, I do. So we're on Instagram. It's Morena the Label. But I also have a, I guess, my real job, I guess, is a printing studio. So we sell it on our website along with other creators' merch. So I produce merch for Filipino creators. So a bunch of different advocacies as well. We have somebody who's for women empowerment. We have others who um, sell merch for, for body positivity. So it's just a whole line of different advocacies that we sell on. It's called ideology.studio. That's the website. And actually, I launched it during the pandemic because I've had my my own brand for a while. But I realized that I wanted to um, allow other creators to kind of have that as well. And so I, I started the printing thing. I, I love all these success stories. That's like one of the biggest things on TikTok I've like walked away with, like just all these like people who are brave enough to like create these brands and like, you know, produce their merchandise. It's beautiful. And I think the fact that like you're in the Philippines doing that and like we're able to connect with you like in two different states in the United States, it's really cool. Um, so, I mean, obviously at the end of the episode, we'll make sure that we get all of your links and everything in the show notes for everyone to explore that more. Um, Would you feel comfortable sharing with us about your breakup story and like hearing a little bit about that and how it relates to like what you're doing now with your career and everything? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in, in the video, just to, uh, just so your listeners have an idea of what the video was all about, it was basically me saying, telling this quick story about how I, my last breakup was a canceled wedding. It was a canceled wedding three years ago. And then since then, I've been finding my own hobbies. I've traveled. I've moved abroad. I started a business, blah, blah, blah. So what happened was I was 22 at that time. I'm 26 now. And well, I, it was a whirlwind romance, American military guy, <laughs> just saying. Uh-oh, trouble. <laughs> trouble. I know, exactly. Now I keep getting memes and I keep getting TikToks warning me about them. And I'm like, I wish I, I knew earlier. I'm kidding. But anyway, so um, I met this guy in the Philippines uh, 
when I was 22, it was a whirlwind romance that ended up uh, having me, he made me move, well, I moved to Japan to be with him. Uh, so I kind of dropped my job, dropped my life and to move to Tokyo, which was fun, to be honest. It was so, so fun. But like three months later, we decided that, okay, it wasn't working out. I had to move back home, dropped everything again, very, very quickly, like in the span of three months, I had to move back to the Philippines. And then that's when I needed to start over because I had to explain to everybody that, hey, my early wedding is canceled. Wedding is canceled. Bridesmaids, you're no longer bridesmaids. I had to cancel catering. It it was just, that was such an awful time, really. I I think that was probably rock bottom if I ever had one. (laughs) And then um, also since we were, I guess, dating publicly. I mean, I'm by no means a famous YouTuber or anything, but I did have a YouTube channel then, and I think I had around 10,000 followers. So at least some people were invested, and some people were constantly commenting and asking, what happened to you, blah, blah, blah. So it was just a lot to take at the time. And then... After that, I I was kind of in this phase of trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what I wanted to do next because the whole situation. After that, I started Morena just so I, I needed to I needed to earn money because I got this job in Spain. And um, I interviewed for it. I got the job. It was a teaching job. And I needed extra funds to for my move, my flight, etc. So I started Morena from just my computer. I found an online supplier so that it was kind of like drop shipping at the time. I didn't do any of the printing myself. So um, after that, I, I moved to Madrid, which was so lovely. I got to spend the next 10 months just traveling around Europe. I had a 16-hour-a-week job, which was pretty awesome. If you're if you're a 23, 24-year-old girl and you just wanna, you know, you just wanna travel and explore. And then while I was there, I realized some stuff about what I wanted to do with my life and that I really missed my family and I wanted to go home and I wanted to focus on the business and you know, really take everything in-house so after about 10 months I moved back to the Philippines which was 2019 and since then I've been working on the business which I have now and yeah I feel like I've I've dated a little bit a lot actually but I haven't been in a serious relationship since then and it's been such a beautiful time yeah, it's I've learned so much in the last three years. And I, I don't think I would ever um, change that for the world. <laughs> Is there Bumble in the Philippines? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Bumble, Tinder, okay, Cupid. I've tried it all. <laughs> nice. It's kind of beautiful, though, like the um, the way that it was the this rock bottom, you know, breakup and this heartache really was the catalyst for you to 
live your dreams and travel and become really like your own boss and just live your dreams. There are so many people who don't um, do that. Even if they have the talents and the skills, they feel held back. So the fact that you're doing this from such a young age and and yes, it's it's tragic to go through like a heartbreak like that, especially when you're really young. But I mean, you have like, I, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee and he's just like extremely motivational and like, you know, 26, like you're a baby still in terms of like career length and all of that. Like if you're killing the game right now, like sky's the limit. That's awesome. What do you attribute that to? Like, I mean, I wish... I wasn't that like mature at 26. Like I was, I didn't have, I wouldn't have it together enough to be consistent and disciplined with all that stuff. Like kudos. How do you stay motivated and organized? (laughs) Thank you. I think, well, first of all, I'm a Virgo, but that's beside the point. That Um, is a helpful trait for success right there. My Virgo (laughs) friends are like organized as crap. They're always keeping me in line. But you were right about the rock bottom being a catalyst because until then, my, I guess my end goal was to, you know, get married and be happy and have a lovely love life, I guess. That was, I don't know, I guess I was always raised to kind of think that was the end game. And so because I had the end game so early and I thought, yay, this is the rest of my life. And then it didn't happen. That really made me think, oh my gosh, I need to take back my control. I need to figure out what I want to do and just focus on that. And I guess because I have I didn't have any distractions anymore of all the other stuff that I was focusing on earlier, uh, I was able to really pour my energy into all the projects that I was doing. Although to be fair, it's it wasn't that glamorous or anything. There were a lot of you know, crying bits. And there was a lot of me moving around. I was never uh, really stuck in one place. I was never stuck in one place enough to uh, get things done as efficiently until the pandemic. When the pandemic happened and I had to stop traveling, that's when I was like, oh God, (laughs) what do I do now? So that's how it started being more consistent and I guess more more stable. Yeah. COVID's definitely been a blessing in disguise in different ways for people, whether it's like, like like that, like being more organized and like focusing in on career or just even dealing with stuff that you've gone through. That's what came up for a lot of our listeners is like, oh no, like I just have to sit alone with my own thoughts and I can't like escape everywhere. Like now I have to actually deal with things. (laughs) And it's really tough to sit with that and like process through a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, I used to escape everything by just booking a flight, especially, I don't know, if you've ever been in this part of the world, Southeast Asia, flights are just so cheap. So for me to be going around and, you know, visiting all of these different versions of paradise, it was so easy, like beaches, so easy. It's so easy to do that. And I, I was doing that for a bit, especially after Europe. Um, but then the pandemic hit and I needed to sit with my thoughts and myself and just stay put. So definitely put a stop to my escaping. And I guess it's been in a way good. 
Yeah. When, um, is there like light at the end of the tunnel for you guys yet as far as being able to travel again? I don't actually know. And now I, I think people have been traveling the same way. It's, it's just a lot more of a hassle, mm-hmm. lots of permits, lots of tests and yeah, but it it's definitely not going to be the same as before where I used to go to dirty backpacker hostels all the time with my backpack <laughs> and just whatever, you know, sleep in bunk beds with strangers. That's definitely not happening anytime soon. I miss it yeah. though. <sighs> what cool experiences though. You should write like sure. a like a travel book of all your your experiences traveling I think it's so it's so funny because you know whenever people ask me oh what's your favorite book I hate that I need to say eat pray love because it is my favorite book (laughs) (laughs) well it makes sense because that's literally what you were doing so no Mm -hmm. wonder it resonates with you (laughs) she should read Gabby's book yeah oh man there's a she was on one of our past episodes, Gabrielle Stone, and she wrote a book called Eat, Pray, FML. And she went through a divorce and ended up going to Italy by herself and then traveled all these other places and wrote a book about like her crazy travel times. <laughs> I think I've seen her post about it somewhere. I think it's on a Facebook group called Girls Love Travel, if you're part of it. Okay. Oh yeah, well, I probably is on that. Yeah, she's on TikTok and all of that. So yeah, I. It's a good um, book. It's cute, and if you get it on Audible, she like narrates the whole thing, and she's got this like she's she's like an actress, so she's got a really like good way of storytelling. Like her inflections are always like in the right places and stuff. But there's definitely like a little bit of like spiritual background, so it's cute. Eat, pray, FML. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. I wonder what mine would be. Eat, pray. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I need to find a, a third word for it one day. Yeah. <laughs> well, what the who Chelsea Handler has one too. It's like drink, play, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That, that sounds exciting, yeah. Well, it's, it's a funny book. It's really funny, and it tells, like, all of her, like, sex stories over time. Like, she, like, fucked a midget mm-hmm. and, like, all this. Like, she, I mean, she's, like, the most ratchet bitch that ever was. So it's a pretty she ridiculous is. book. She's but wild. I, she's really wild, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, this, I, I sound like a stupid fucking American saying this, and I recognize that. But, like, is it pretty, <laughs> like, typical, like... I'm assuming that you were like born and raised in the Philippines. Am I accurate on that? Yeah, I am. Okay, but you have beautiful mm-hmm. English. Um, so I, you could have told me you were an American. I would have believed you. Um, there, like, is it pretty typical that like in your like early twenties, like you kind of just travel around? Like, is that like a standard like let them go travel and figure it out kind of like cultural thing, or is that like pretty like black sheep? Like, if I were to like go travel around oh. like backpack Europe, people would be like, "What are you running from?" You know what I mean? Definitely a black sheep thing. It's uh, people don't even move out of their parents' homes until they get married around here. So 
it's definitely not normal to be solo traveling, especially as a number one, as a woman. And then as somebody fresh out of college or somebody young, it's not that common. Plus, it's a a lot of people think it's dangerous, which I guess is kind of true. But, you know, everywhere around the world is dangerous. So I guess I've I've learned to do it. But a lot of people don't understand why I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think danger is so relative and it feels like such a like silly thing that we like put an unnecessary amount of energy into. Um, like, I mean, having like grown up in a very like privileged white suburb, like, I don't know, like danger, like, and, mm-hmm. and, and like I've, I've gone around Asia and I've never want, I, I, one time that I ever feel like I was in like a shitty situation, but that was because I missed my bus stop and went too far and like <laughs> missed the town that I was Where supposed to you? go to. Um, I was in Southeast or sorry, I was in Southern Taiwan. I was supposed to go to Kenting, but I missed my stop. And then I had to like figure out. But Taiwan out. is so pretty and nice too though, right? <laughs> no, it's it was gorgeous. It was really beautiful. I really like Kenting. It was like a surf surf town and like the very like most southern point of Taiwan um but I missed this like the town like I just like fell asleep on the bus Mm -hmm. or like wasn't paying attention and didn't know where I was and um then I I was just I was taking advantage of like more or less like financially to get back to where I needed to go but like at the end Mm -hmm. of the day I was totally safe so yeah I don't know I think it's really silly how people you would use that as an excuse. Like if I could go back and do it again, like tomorrow, like I would, I would love to continue to explore the world. Like I just, I don't know. I trust people way too much and would go anywhere, <laughs> but safety <laughs> has never way. been a concern of mine. That reminded me so much of my time in Italy. I, I visited Italy for a friend's wedding and I was the only single girl during that time. All of my friends were coupled up. And so I was alone during our train ride from Milan to Rome. And then I, f- I fell asleep. I was hungover. I woke up and then I panicked. So I got off the train too early. And, you know, I essentially lost my friends. And then um, because I was so hungover trying to get to them, I accidentally hopped on the wrong train, which brought me to Florence, which was so dumb. It's like 200 plus kilometers away. It's like a totally different city. And yeah, it was, it was fun though. I would do it again, but that's the kind of stuff, stupid stuff that my parents always worry about, but I do it anyway, I guess. You're safe. You're here. You're alive. Yeah. Also, I grew up in Manila, so what could go wrong? I'm I'm used to the worst. <laughs> is it is it dangerous in there or it's not I don't think it's well, it's me. I don't think it's dangerous at all, especially if, you know, you're pretty alert and stuff, but at the same time, you know, people always warn you about Barcelona being a pickpocketer city. Well, I grew up in Manila and that's pretty common. Like it's like yeah. Don't trust people. Just take care of your stuff. It's a it's a normal thing that we know by heart. So I don't think um I'm worried about traveling in that sense. Yeah. Although we are very nice to foreigners and tourists. <laughs> like you'll have a blast here. <laughs> 
would love to go to the Philippines. When we're allowed to travel again, like we're taking this podcast show on the road. Like I'll do live shows and I don't care if five people come. Like I just. That would be so awesome. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And you finally get to meet. And we'll finally get to meet that. My dream is to like meet. Um, and to do like a live podcast episode somewhere and Jess and I come out on stage and like meet for the first time on stage. Like that's my dream. Like I wouldn't even meet her beforehand to like repair. <laughs> You'd be screaming and hugging, I think. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of podcasts, I want to hear about Camp Confidence and you and your story and yeah. starting all of that. That sounds like yeah. such a cute idea. I love it. Yeah, so Camp Confidence, I started it uh, last year. Oh, it's almost a year too for me. I started it last year just by myself at first. I interviewed a lot of um, other YouTubers, other creators, and other personalities who were doing so well. And then the whole uh, point was to kind of figure out how they were also a work in progress because everybody, you know, talks about the success story, but what about the behind the scenes? So I wanted to do that, but then I realized that it's it's kind of hard doing a podcast all on your own and scheduling with other people. I don't know how you guys have done it for 60 episodes. It's insane. Kara and I compliment job. each other very well. Like she does all the things that so, I want to do. So good. Yeah, I do like the the reach outs and the and the graphics and all of the things and just like does the actual like creation of the podcast and like edits it and like makes it an actual thing. And I just like do the the marketing stuff. So it's nice because we can both like have our roles and it we don't feel like we're just doing it all ourselves. Yeah, that's so perfect because I, I tried to do it by myself and it just didn't work. It was so, so difficult. Plus, I had a full-time job. So during the pandemic, I was trying to look at other Filipino creators and YouTubers. And I wanted somebody, I wanted a co-host. I wanted to get a co-host who was much more knowledgeable than me, who was, you know, who can converse really well. And then I, I came across Riza Lana, which is who's my co-host at the moment and she's just this incredible like e-commerce empire owner superwoman she has a skincare brand she has a she has two skincare brands in the philippines and then she has a logistics company she has a jewelry line she has just all sorts of things and i kind of wanted a a big sister figure to help me do the 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 podcast and so since season season two started i guess that's what we call it um since having her on board we we've been answering questions from our little facebook community and yeah we've been talking about confidence entrepreneurship answering questions from our listeners and just trying to be big sisters i suppose to our listeners that's our our whole shtick (laughs) That's so beautiful. I I love that. I w- may have to reach out to you later to understand more of this whole e-commerce world, but um, I'm I'm dipping my toes in it, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited to take a listen. Um, it's really very cool. Like I don't know, 
all, all the things. It feels very divinely timed as it always is. We always have like the best guests at like the most perfect times where I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. That's why you're here. E-commerce. <laughs> yep. Are you excited to, to start doing that secret thing you're working on? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not very secret. Um, so <laughs> I – I am a special education teacher by trade. So I've always, I've taught special ed for a decade and um, a group of very like-minded women and I have kind of like begun to collaborate on like building out um, a business that I started by myself, which kind of sounds like you. And they're kind of like sort of helping me, um, you know, add on all the missing pieces that I just can't seem to execute independently but we do think like you know there's just like a huge I, I feel like e-commerce is a really powerful tool that could be used to give back to those who need it right like yes of course everybody wants to make money obviously but mm -hmm. at the end of the day like if we're able to sell shit that everybody already needs like under a brand that like is returning that money into like the disability community. Um, I think it, it would just be a really amazing thing because there's just not enough government money that's spent on, you know, people with disabilities or people with differences that, um, you know, could use it. So we're exploring it. We haven't really executed anything on the e-commerce side, but I, I just think that it's really powerful and like people are like, you know, having all these amazing glow up stories of like utilizing e-commerce the right way. Um, and I would love to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> it sounds like a really cool yeah. way to make a difference. So, well, we'll see. That's awesome for you, especially during the pandemic. And I think because people have been forced to stay inside and not really go out as much, everyone's turning to e-commerce to both sell and buy. And this is the time to do it. If anything, well, and I think people are kind of like becoming keen to the sense that like we don't really want like to give our money back to Amazon. Like if I could buy the same yes. freaking water bottle from this private business who is giving their money mm -hmm. back to this community that like I know needs support, like why would they not do it? Um, it just kind of seems like a no brainer. But I think, you know, little parts at a time. So, yeah, e-commerce is so fascinating. I wish <laughs> I had like tuned into that a little bit earlier but it's not too late though yeah i'm so excited for you <laughs> you're just the cutest <laughs> little thing look at her she's so sweet <laughs> i know i'm like oh i love it just like cheering people on i'm rooting for you <laughs> so tell her you're like, our big sister too even though you're like 10 years younger than <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So sweet. So what's next? What's next for Camp Confidence? What's next for your brand? Like what yeah. are you what have you been working on? What's 2021 got? Well <laughs> for for Camp Confidence, we're trying to finally, we're trying to try to monetize and get sponsorships because we haven't figured that out. We've been doing everything, you know, just for fun, just for the community. But we also realized that we could be, I guess, marketing it and monetizing it. How? We're still figuring it out. But other people have been doing it. So we're also 
just so it's sustainable, just so it's sustainable. And, you know, um, I guess our, our time is well, uh, we, we get paid for our time too. So that's something we're trying to figure out. I don't, I don't know how that's going to happen, but, uh, we're definitely gonna try to reach out more because for Riza and I, for my co-host and I, it's quite easy to sell products, but difficult to sell ourselves. So if you're a, I guess a creator or a personal brand, it's kind of hard to pitch yourself and tell brands, oh, pay for pay for us and the val the content we offer. So that's something that I really want to learn this year. Um, hopefully that the all our online content can start paying for itself. And then uh, hopefully I can also grow my little team. I, I'd love to have more people on board. That's like the ultimate dream for me. Um, and just because I've, I've seen it happen for, for my co-host, again, like my big sister, she went from having 15 employees to 65 in a year for her, for her skincare brand. And so just seeing that unfold during the pandemic too, I realized how very possible it was and yeah just it's it's inspiring and I kind of want to do that for myself so it's going to be a lot of work since I'm going to be stuck anyway I'm going to be stuck in Manila for a bit and (laughs) just just work (laughs) take advantage of the time that's really cool that's awesome that you have that kind of mentorship around what is um like the base, like I feel like this is kind of rewinding and maybe not in a logical order but Mm -hmm. sometimes my brain works like that what is the like content that you originally started to create on YouTube? Was that like similar? Was that like all about confidence as well? And then you just kind of like turned it into a podcast or how did that sort of unfold? Um, it started with me creating makeup tutorials for brown girls. Cause well, to be fair, I had no idea about makeup, but there was just at that time, we didn't have a lot of brown skin creators. So I was just like, you know what, even if I don't know anything, I'm going to make tutorials anyway. So it started with that. And then it, I guess it snowballed into the whole confidence thing because the makeup, the makeup thing was just what I did for fun. But I guess I feel like I provided more value talking about, you know, confidence and self-improvement. And yeah, that's how my YouTube channel came to be. And it's just, it's actually pretty disorganized, all things considered, because it's a bit of me traveling, me talking about stuff, and then me occasionally making skincare and beauty tutorials. So um, I guess that's why it was never successful. But, you know, TikTok, though, TikTok is (laughs) improving. (laughs) Yeah, TikTok's a fun platform because you can like really like even your one that went more viral, like you can really tell a story in such a short little clip and it just goes and goes and goes. I love the way the algorithm works. Yeah, and I, th- I feel like it provides everyone such a an easy way to be discovered as opposed to YouTube where people need to click on your thumbnail. If you don't, if they don't like your thumbnail, you're never even going to, you're never even going to get a chance to get seen. Whereas with TikTok, people have no choice but to see the first five seconds of your video because they have to scroll past you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I feel like people have a better shot at getting an audience on TikTok than on YouTube. So 
Camp Confidence, uh, this is what I want you to talk. Um, if you were talking to somebody who maybe felt like they had a message they wanted to share or content that they wanted to create, but like didn't want their face to be on it or like, you know, felt insecure about that. What would you, where would you say to start or what would you say to them? Uh, I would probably say to look at the, I guess the creators that they idolize or whoever they watch and realize that these people started somewhere too. And they could be very well in that same position at one point. And just to ask themselves, why not you? Why can't it be you? The internet is the great equalizer. Like, you know, we're talking, I'm in Manila. You guys are in the US. It's 9 a.m. It's like anything is happening. Uh, anything can happen at this point. And all you really need to do is to start and allow yourself to try to, to have that opportunity, to have that exposure. Because if if other people deserve it, why not you? And it's just a matter of taking control of that and allowing yourself to to grow into that um, platform that you very much deserve. So true. I feel inspired. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to put my face on a TikTok. Maybe I'll even do an Instagram live here soon, Kara. Oh boy, that would be crazy. Yeah, Jess is always like resistant to showing her face or being like live or doing like the live like video stuff. And I'm like, let's just do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. I know. Maybe that's part of our 2021 though, our our rebranding of Glow Up Gals and getting out there and, and doing more stuff. I'm excited. Do you guys post the videos of your podcast? It's funny you say that because we've been recording a lot of them to the cloud, but we haven't been. Um, but actually my soul coach, Caleb, he's an intuitive. He was telling me that we, she sees us doing that. We should, we could grow our following by posting video. So I think we're, we're going to be trying that out. AKA, yeah, I, I have agree. been supposed to put them on YouTube and I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> I was trying to give you some grace. <laughs> I'll acknowledge the fact that I have not done that yet. So. To be fair, it is a lot of work, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> oh, I agree. I think, you know, it's just like everything yeah. else. It's like taking the time and it'll happen. I'm not like, mm -hmm. I don't think I'm like resisting that. I think it's just more like, I need to take a day to like sit down and do it. Oh, for sure. So all it takes is time. And I keep trying to borrow it from other people, but for some reason <laughs> there's just never enough of it, <laughs> even with COVID. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. You are adorable and I'm excited to stock your social media. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, keep on glowing. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at the Glow Up Gals podcast. We have a Facebook community where you can meet one another, share inspiring stories, and make some divine connections. Thanks for listening.